The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God the Father, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Good morning. It is um, good to be back. I feel like I've been away sojourning over the last few weeks in, um, uh, out there among all sorts of foreign lands. Be prepared, O Bethlehem, O Ephrathah, be made ready, for in the cave the tree of life is even now blossoming forth from the womb of the virgin for the sake of the salvation of the whole world. Be prepared, O Bethlehem. Every time Christmas comes around, uh, we all start thinking about Christmas's past. Uh, you know, maybe it's that ghost of Jacob Marley thing or something. I don't know what. But we all, um, we, we have reminiscences about Christmas's past. And one, one of the ones that I always have when I come to this particular Sunday's gospel uh, is... Um, uh, and and ma- many of you that uh, haven't been around here for the 20-some years ago that this happened uh, may not know uh, uh, the good father Josiah Trenum. But when he was uh, very newly a priest and it came to the reading of that gospel, um, and he had the homily right after, he stood up and recited the entire thing from memory not missing an Aminadab or a Zerubbabel. Not a single one. I mean, he had them all in order, and he even pronounced, at least he pronounced them, uh, Father Jack Sparks used to say, um, if you don't know how to pronounce it, pronounce it authoritatively, and no one will know. Everyone will think you're right, and they're probably wrong. So he did, he was, he was kind of doing that. Uh, unlike, of course, many of us old guys who probably couldn't do something like that, much of anything from memory, even our names sometimes. Well, what I do remember about that is that when he came to his patron saint, Josiah, it was as if there was this enlightenment of connection that all of a sudden came over him. For he found himself in the genealogy. And that genealogy today should have that same effect on all human beings, not just on those of the faithful, but on all the world. All the world should know that this is their kin who we are celebrating today. The genealogy of Jesus Christ is not just a dry telling of who begat whom. It's not just a genealogy in the sense that you would see one on Ancestry.com. In this one, it is, our, it is truly our story. It is the very history of our salvation that we heard today. The pedigree of this king is a sure demonstration that the baby in the manger is the Messiah, the Messiah who has come to save us. And miracle of miracles, we who don't even have a pedigree, or so we think, 
We who are neither of the nation of Israel, nor are we Greeks, we who are sort of a bunch of human pound puppies, we Americans, we are, we are we're just a mix. We, it's, most of us can't trace our heritages back past um, the day before yesterday. You know, our last Facebook posting. We don't have that sense of where we fit in the history of things. We who are such orphans in this life have been adopted by grace into his family, and we have become heirs to the promises that were given to our forefather Abraham. We are no longer just here today. We are suddenly connected to something much greater. The patriarch Abraham was a stranger wandering in a strange land. He was looking forward to the holy city. What is that holy city? It is the city that we dwell in. It is this place here. It is the new Jerusalem. It is that new Jerusalem which comes from above and is now here on earth. Heaven and earth are in this place where he looked for. And we have been given by grace to dwell here. Though, the Ab- though Abraham was an ancient of days, the Lord promised that he would make of him a great nation, numbered like the stars of heaven. And beyond all human reason, Abraham believed. It wasn't a reasonable thing. It wasn't a logical thing. But he believed nonetheless, because God had said it. He believed, and the Lord accounted unto him his belief for righteousness. And Abraham's son, Isaac, whose name means joy, blessed his son Jacob in the hope that one day he would inherit the promise that in his seed all nations would be blessed. And Jacob, at the very hour of his death, leaned on his staff and blessed his sons, worshiping God and looking in hope for the day that the Messiah would be born. He looked in hope for this day that we are coming to. In the lineage, it is demonstrated that the Messiah is not only very God a very God, but he is also very man of very man. For in his tree we find not only great heroes, but also great sinners. Think about that for a moment. The Lord sovereignly inserted his genealogy into the record so that we might read it, that we might hear it. And it is a genealogy that doesn't just have heroes in it. It has sinners, it has villains. And some of the sinners repented greatly, such as David the king, and some of them didn't, but they're still in that lineage. And so it is in our lineage. The telling of his family generation is like the study of our own, for we find the fruit of the human fall in his human tree, just like we find it in ours. 
though he himself was without sin. In his genealogy, there are patriarchs, and there are righteous, and there are also unrighteous. Now, most Jewish genealogy lists are composed of males only. If we compare the list we heard today to the list in Matthew, in Matthew's genealogy of Christ, we also find women. We find those women who were in his genealogy. And there, in his genealogy there in Matthew, we find prostitutes, murderers, and thieves. We find some Hebrews, and we find many Gentiles. Does that sound like he has come for all the world? He has not just come for one tribe. He has not just come for those who look like us. He has come for all, for the, all the human kind that he has created. St. Matthew's record lists Tamar, Rahab, Ruth, Bathsheba. Now, Ruth was a Gentile woman, a Gentile like us. Who from, she was from Moab, and by faith she said to her Hebrew husband, Thy people shall be my people, and thy God my God. Another one in Matthew's genealogy was Rahab. Melissa and I actually had a Dalmatian dog that we named Rahab once. (laughs) We find Rahab there. And Rahab was a Gentile prostitute in Jericho. Not a very holy city, not a very holy race, not a very holy profession. But yet she is right there in the genealogy. And why? By faith. She received the Hebrew spy, Joshua. Yeshua. She received Yeshua, the same name in Hebrew that is Jesus' name. She received Yeshua, and she was saved from all the nations. And so too, this day, this season, we receive Yeshua, and we are saved. We Gentile barbarians, we Gentile pound puppies, we receive Yeshua and we are saved and we are grafted into his holy lineage. The genealogy of Christ teaches us that in him there is neither east nor west. Is there any place for prejudice or hatred of the other in this? No, there is not. For the other is my kinsman. The stranger is my kinsman. The alien is my kinsman. The genealogy of Christ teaches us this. The grace of this holy and true inclusiveness, this true diversity, is crowned in the naming of Mary, Theotokos, Theotokos, the mother of God. She, the first, as Father Peter Gilquist used to say, the first to receive Jesus. I've always loved that. Whenever he was talking to one of our Protestant friends, 
he'd say, well, Mary was just the first to receive Jesus. You ought to honor her for that. It should be noted that in the Greek of the phrase, Joseph, the husband of Mary, of whom was born Jesus, the words for of whom are in the feminine form, indicating that Jesus was of Mary, her child, by birth giving, and of Joseph by adoption. He was born of Mary by birth, by the same kind of birth, um, I mean, at least functionally the same kind of birth, as the birth of all of us. You know, we didn't have angels and wise men coming to Goleta Valley Hospital when Ben was born there. But the birth mechanism is the same. He was born in the, in the usual manner, as one song once said. But yet, in spite of all of this, Mary was and ever is his virgin mother, and in a sense has become our mother. Woven throughout the generations before Christ, we find the thread of hope that was passed as a precious tradition from parents to children. Passing a precious tradition from parents to children must not be broken, even in our modern time. We must pass that hope even in the midst of the chaos that we see on CNN. We must pass the hope of a second coming. We must pass the hope of the kingdom of God. Bethlehem is prepared in hope, and Simeon waits at the door of the temple to embrace the infant Messiah. Jesus is born into the human tree that he might raise it up into a heavenly one, that he might not leave us where we are, but that he might raise us up into heaven, into his kingdom. God the Father, like Abraham the patriarch, has offered his only begotten Son in the hope of our salvation. Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and all the rest, all the rest whose names we heard today, they looked for a city not made by hands that is the kingdom of God. Jesus is born into the human family that in his flesh, the flesh he took from our family, he might deliver the kingdom to the nations. Jesus shall reign, where'er the sun doth its successive journeys run. From Bethlehem to Jerusalem to Antioch to Constantinople to St. Petersburg to the Aleutians to the ends of the earth, even to Santa Barbara and even to Isla Vista. Because the genealogy of Christ includes all sorts of us, so too does his church. We are not all the same. But wise men and wise women are still called forth from all nations to seek him. So today, what do we take from this? With Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, anticipate his birth. It should be no wonder that at the Incarnation, angels fill the heavens with praise. Among the human family, 
among the lowliest of the human family, among the most alienated and isolated and least promising of the human family, the kingdom of God has come. His genealogy is proof of this. When he suffers in the flesh, he is truly our high priest, for he is our kin. And in his flesh, in the flesh of that baby lying there in the manger, in the flesh hanging on the cross, in that flesh, like our flesh, we see God. Not only with the eyes of our heart, but one day we will see with redeemed eyes in the kingdom of God. Let the genealogy give you confidence of this. Our kin is in heaven. Our kin has gone on ahead of us. God and man in this place at table have set down. So with all the saints, all those that were named, and all those we could not remember for the multitude of their names, all those forgotten, all those who God knows, with all of them, may we lift up the joy of this Eucharist today in the anticipation of his coming. And in the fullness of time, all things are ready in the cave of our heart. Even so, come quickly, Lord Jesus.